What do you do in that situation? If you see someone bleeding in a restaurant, do you eat? Do you, or do you go home? Well, where are they bleeding? Uh, it was oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. Like, that's know. the qualifier. Like, all over your food? What well, are you talking right. about? If they're, what, what? If well, they're so bleeding in the mac and cheese at the buffet, Ew. no, I'm out, thanks. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Eight twelve on Wisconsin's morning news. Do we goof off too much tonight? Today, or no? It's a little bit of Friday going. Got on. a little loose in here. All right, don't worry. I'll slow it down. <laughs> don't say that. Bring it, not slow it down, but I'll, I'll bring it right serious here in a hurry. But there is more goofing off to come. A couple of stories that we will hit on again. The mink release in northern Wisconsin, and now they're starting to catch some of these mink, and that prompted a whole there's mink a lot, fugitive. A lot there, there. A lot of issues with that, by the way. Well, yeah, and it's not very, good for the mink. Right, the very real issue of you get the point of uh, why people did that. They're against mink farms and and using animals in that way. So they're going to release the mink, let them be free, but many of them go on to die then almost immediately as they're out in the wild for the first time. Right. So what did you really accomplish there, regardless of which side you are on on that issue? And we also learned, I had no idea that Wisconsin leads the country in mink pelt production. The country. So we could be the mink state. We could have that on the license plate. We'll touch on that. Yes, more folks wanting us to talk about, about the snakes at the hotel. We'll hit that again a little bit later this hour. But I want to start on a serious note and kind of pick up where we left off on this question that we were posing yesterday. We have a real-life example, actually, of the difficulty in answering the question on what to do about retail theft and the epidemic that it is, not just in Milwaukee, not just southeast Wisconsin, across the country. I shared with you, and I thought we had a thoughtful conversation about it Thursday, mm-hmm. a lot of people offering suggestions. But this data, according to Capital One Shopping Research, U.S. retailers lost $86 billion of merchandise in retail theft in 2022, projected to be $115 billion by 2025. You want to know one of the reasons stuff costs you more at the store right now? Because a lot of people are walking out and not paying for it at all. That cost gets passed on to us. Nothing gets absorbed by big corporations. The CEO doesn't sell the lake house because they're not doing as well. He said, all right, pass the... Pass it on down to the consumer. Mm-hmm. So we asked, and a lot of folks chimed in, what, what do you do to stop retail theft? Because at some point, this social construct that was largely honored forever of it's not okay to steal stuff seems to have evaporated really quickly. Not for all of us. Obviously, the majority of us are still moral people. To some, You're guided by some sort of moral compass, whether that comes to you from religion or your upbringing or what, that it's not okay to steal stuff. But increasingly, a lot of folks aren't abiding by that. So then what do you do? You have to prevent people from stealing things, right? And how do you do that? What was the story from Fox 6? Is that the one from uh, where the, the, same, diaper girls? the same group of women, they know them. They're regularly walking into what a handful of different stores just taking diapers. Daily, yeah. according to some of the store workers Enough who do not want to be identified. They, they oh, know here it. come the diaper yeah. girls. They're yeah. coming here to steal all the diapers and walk right out with them. And based on a variety of reasons, corporate policy, etc., they were not intercepted. They were not prevented from walking out. So we we're, we're talking about this yesterday. What do you do to try to prevent this retail theft? And I asked, I think, the really important question at the crux of this, which is, okay, a lot of folks were texting in on the old National Bank Talk and Text line, which is 855-616-1620 if you want to join the conversation this morning. A lot of folks say, you need, you need more armed guards. Yep, armed security. Armed security will deter people from walking out with stuff. 
and also then can intervene. And you're not asking the 17 or 19 year old behind the register to jump in and tangle with a possibly armed person right. so you have a professional security person. I think that's the important question. But would we be okay with these guards then? Like, to what end? What are the rules of engagement? We'd be okay with these guards. They're armed. With using deadly force to stop someone from stealing stuff, be it diapers or groceries or clothing or what have you. That question appears to be playing out this morning in real life in Milwaukee. Got a gas station on the north side, Tetonia and Roosevelt, if you know that area. It's been closed for a number of days now. One older woman proposing that it remains closed until this thing gets figured out, if not indefinitely, after it appears a security guard may have killed a man over stolen snack cakes. So a guy goes into a gas station, walks out with some Twinkies he didn't pay for, and he's shot dead. That's the narrative. Now, I will point out, uh, we do know, I'm pulling this from multiple reports, including here our news partners at TMJ4, Isaiah Allen, 29 years old, Family identifies him as the father of two children. He's dead. Police say he was shot and killed outside that gas station Wednesday morning. We know that. Those are facts in this case that we know. Beyond that, we don't know if this narrative that is out there is accurate. But what the family is saying, his mother, Natalie Easter, she spoke with TMJ4 News, said her son may have been stealing from the store, snack cakes as she described them, less than a couple bucks in value. And here's how she says things played out. My son went in the store and and took um, a snack cake. And then uh, left the store, and then the security guard shot him. I don't condone nothing he did. Uh, stealing does not is is it's not an okay thing. But I don't believe nothing in this store is worth nobody's life. So that's the story that the family is telling. Again, that's uh, the 29-year-old's mother, Natalie Easter, speaking with TMJ4 News. We know police are still looking for the shooter. We have not confirmed that he was indeed even employed by the gas station as a security guard. But again, that's what they're saying. Protesters have been outside the gas station. It's been closed since the incident. This statement now from the alderwoman for that district, Andrea Pratt, just uh, just elected for the first time to the Milwaukee Common Council. She says, quote, there's nothing inside of a store worth someone's life. The tragedy that occurred yesterday at a gas station, and this was a statement released yesterday, so Wednesday, Tragedy that occurred at the gas station to Tonya Roosevelt is unacceptable. And because the pursuit of the dollar cannot be compared with the loss of life, I request that the store close immediately and remain closed while an investigation continues. She goes on to say, when businesses operate in our neighborhoods, they choose to become part of our community, which means they have a responsibility to uphold as a community establishment. So her point is, and no one is saying it's okay. at least no one who's been quoted here is saying, well, it's no big deal that he was stealing. Everyone's acknowledged there probably was some stealing going on, some shoplifting, some theft. But it goes back to the larger question of if we're going to say one of the things that we can do to continue to deter retail theft is to post armed security, then what are the rules of engagement? Right. Well, you know, in Seattle, they have uh, we went into a Target on our last vacation here and we just needed to buy some deodorant. Everything is behind locked doors. Yeah. Everything. So we had to hit a button and wait for five minutes for a worker to come by and unlock the thing so we could pick a a thing of of deodorant. It's amazing. I think that's part of it. You know, a lot of folks made that suggestion as well. You got to lock more stuff up. You have to limit ability to just throw it in the cart and walk out. But okay, let's let's, say the store employee comes in, opens up the thing, and... You grab 10 deodorants and walk out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is Same the employee going to stop you? And, that, and so, if this story is corroborated, this one that you were just telling, yeah. 
here on the north side, then what? Is this why um, companies would rather write it off or use the insurance or whatever than say, okay, we don't want to get involved where we got, if you're a small business or a corporation, you want to get involved with having armed armed uh, security guards who, who then could find themselves making a life or death decision or over something as simple as a snack treat or a deodorant bar. Right. Let's say the police got involved and arrested this 29-year-old man for stealing a few dollars worth of snack cakes. If you were actually arrested, if there was some sort of, I mean, I think it'd probably just be a ticket anyway, but let's say it even went to trial and he right, were found right. guilty. What would the sentence be? Death? No. Like, of course not. Would it be a lengthy prison term? Of course not. So I guess that's where, and I've been as hard on this as, as anyone. Right. I want to see this stopped. It's hurting all of us. It's terrible. It's a moral scourge. It's causing stores. Deb, you mentioned being out West. It's causing stores in San Francisco. Just close mm-hmm. up. We're not doing business here anymore. And that's terrible for that neighborhood. It's terrible for the folks. Most of us law-abiding who just want to go in and buy our stuff, want to go shop around. I want to try things on, so I still want brick-and-mortar retail. It's hurting businesses. It's hurting communities, so all that. But that said, I still think you have to ask the question of what are the rules of engagement. You can't kill people for walking out with stuff. So where does that leave us? Someone texted us yesterday when we were talking about this that you should cut a hand off. It's like, what what year is this? Where are we? Can't do that. It's barbarism. And I want to stop I, I want to stop it as much as the next guy. And I think we can't have a laissez-faire about it. Well, they're just stealing stuff. Well, these are people's livelihoods, especially if it's a small shop, they're people's right. livelihoods. They've put their they're everything into that business. Well, everyone, it's not we, fair to the rest of the neighborhood. We all know these people too. We all we all have friends, relatives, or, or acquaintances who work or own a small business. And I think you raised a really interesting question as well for those folks who are, who are quick to suggest, well, just shoot them. They shouldn't be stealing stuff. Okay. What if it were your teenage yeah, but, kid who gets yeah. caught up in something dumb? Yeah. What, yeah, because that doesn't ever happen, right? There's, right? there's no no kids doing something silly or something they shouldn't be doing. Bunch of kids after practice, they go to the store. Kid puts a Snickers in his pocket. Hey, yeah. you should grab one too. Like this is the story. My mom used to freak out about this when we were little. Don't in fact, steal. I was I was not allowed to go. And there was a pharmacy on the way home from Wilson Elementary in Wauwatosa. It was called Sheely's. I don't know if it's still there, but a couple of my buddies used to go in there and they'd grab popsicles or whatever, you know. And she, she, I was not allowed to go in the store. And I, I, we actually just had this conversation recently. I said, why didn't you let me, like, what was, the, what was the deal with that? She said, I didn't want you to be in a position where, and I, I had nice friends, but kids sure. do dumb stuff. Yeah, of course, everyone does. Be in a position where one of your friends says, hey, let's, we're going to steal these today. That sounds like a good idea. And I didn't want you to get caught up in that or for you to have a dumb idea. <laughs> Which could never right. have happened. So, right. Anybody's kid, anybody can make a bad decision. And so before you're so quick to suggest, hey, Whatever, they had it, had it coming. They shouldn't have been stealing. Mm. Yeah. What if you know the kid? Not so sure. 822 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. One of the great things about America is that everybody gets a second chance. One of the terrible things about America is people get fourth and fifth and sixth chances. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. This is not a conservative or a liberal issue. It's not a Republican or a Democrat issue. It's a fundamental consumer issue issue. I guarantee you, your head will be exploding just like mine. Weekdays from noon to three on WTMJ. Everybody gets high, everybody gets low. These are the days when it goes. Every day's a winding road. 
828 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Get some interesting texts on this. What are the people saying on the old National Bank talking text line, Heath? Uh, I got a result to this as the 207. Charge those that steal. Stop babying them. Make them a minimum 10-year sentence for stealing. Fair to a degree. I do think we need to be more aggressive in prosecuting these crimes. But then the, the then what starts? Okay, we're going to lock everybody up. And then... Uh, excuse me, Mr. Bilstead. Your son was seen walking out with a Snickers bar. He is now going to jail for 10 years. Right. Not that my kid steals. <laughs> I'm just, but I'm but just you have good saying. kids. They do dumb stuff. Right? Oh, yeah. I have good kids. They're they do imbeciles. dumb stuff. <laughs> I was a good kid. I did dumb stuff. Here's one from the 920. A remote-controlled vestibule you have to be released from when leaving the store. If a person has stolen goods, they stay in the remote-controlled vestibule until police arrive. If not, remote unlocks activated and you can leave. It's like that box on the blacklist where <laughs> <laughs> they put the guy yeah, in. In that good. dark site, right? Well done. It's just plexiglass. He's you'd, just in there. You'd be in there all day. Yeah, fine. I'll pay for it. No, I promise. Let me out. You'd be in there all day. Open the box. <laughs> What's in the box? <clears throat> Here's one. Uh, my friend Steve in Appleton got busted for shoplifting when we were in high school. He is not an axe murderer now. He turned out to be a great guy. I'm glad he didn't get shot. I oh, think right. I, there's been a few here that I, I think the idea is, and I think this is what the, uh, the texter who is suggesting the 10-year prison sentence, the idea is add some type of element of fear that, that you of a repercussion of yes, any kind. Yes, I think that's what the general theme we're getting from the text. So then, but still, that leads that begs the question: Okay, how do you do that? Is it the security guard with the gun? Is it what happened yesterday? You know, or two days ago, earlier in Milwaukee, where the guy stole and got shot. Now, again, we haven't learned all the details yet. That hasn't been corroborated yet by police. Um, but I think that's what it looks like. You got another one here. I think they were kidding. Take a finger off. <laughs> again, I don't think that's coming to our country. Yeah, and I don't want to live there. Yeah, I don't either. That's barbarous. Like, yeah. so let's no, thank you. Back off of that and go more realistic. The suggestion was made also. I couldn't find the particular. Is this where you're going to tell me more about the mink? Yes, so the search is on now. And what we're hearing from Trempolo County, this is the mink farm that was hit. So a mink farm was hit. Thousands of mink were released by this animal rights group. And now they're busy trying to find them. So they've put out some different water traps and different fur mink traps to catch these uh, animals. Um, they have some of them back. No word on the, the recovery of all of them. They fear that many may not survive for a myriad of reasons. Yeah, serious side of this is regardless of where you stand and whether we should mink farm or not mink farm or whatever, what a lot of folks will say is, okay, you go and cut the hole in the fence and then these animals go out and they die almost immediately in the wild. So what really have you accomplished here? Just trying to figure out how you go about finding all of these mink. Like how does that even... Who all is doing this? How does that work? Is there one person in charge? Like, how do you find thousands of little rodents? Like they call in the, the local trapper? Yeah. Calling call their Sean Went, the up north <laughs> yeah, Sean they got, Went. They got you know, Sean Went over there, I right, bet. With his little nets and what? Yeah. You said they're out there in the woods, like, looking around? They're everywhere. So, yeah, they're checking uh, riverbanks. They're checking woods. They're checking, I mean, other habitats. Where these little guys could be. Local pools, pool house, outhouse, pancake house in that area. <laughs> yeah. So they have a Tommy Lee Jones. They don't, they don't call they don't call Sean Went, they call Tommy Lee Jones from the fugitive. Yes. That's <laughs> the <right>. mink fugitive. <laughs> yes. You liked my analogy that the mink that escaped, they like find one shacked up with his girlfriend. <laughs> like in the movie, yeah. There might be <laughs> one. Yep, yep, yep. They've been, you know, getting together. He's yeah. living life. Mink knows. Enjoying my freedom here for a while yep, until they yep. come find Aiding me. Aiding and abetting. Wanna search every holiday in, residence in. 
Hilton, Radisson, (laughs) Sheraton, in that area. Every backyard, stockyard, lumberyard. Well, did they find a a mink trap at first, wondering where? (laughs) Right, that scene by the railroad tracks. Yeah, railroad tracks and fugitive rail. Hey, sir, I'm always curious when I got a mink net with no mink in it. Where the mink at, sir? Well, one of the minks may have gotten out, sir. Oh, one got out. Careful now, they got teeth, them mink. They look soft. They got teeth. Nasty critter. Round them up. Searching for mink. Go get them. Go get them. <laughs> Holiday Inn, Residence Inn, Hilton, Radisson, Sheraton. <laughs> no, why they only that go, area. Why they only go to the, the hotels. hotels. 839. Good one today, huh? Good show today? Good show? Grade the show today. B plus? The only way to grade the show is to text Vince to the Old National Bank talking text line. We'll send you the podcast links and you have to listen to everything. And then, <laughs> and then submit and your grade. And then you can get a critique in, yeah. But you have to do the whole show. Yes. Greg Pancake Hill produces this program. And he got his nickname. Folks always ask. He used to work at the Pancake House on the south side, so... Every day after the show, we all go upstairs, we sit around, we talk about what our ideas for tomorrow, later in the week. Hold some, my beer. Some of them make it in, some of them don't. So we assign Greg to whip up a little something with the leftovers. Here on this Friday morning is the Pancake Breakfast Special. What about breakfast? We've already had it. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? What if God crossed the picket line? As of yesterday, fellas, we reached a milestone. Over 101 days of the Hollywood actors and writers being on strike, officially surpassing the 0708 strike from the Writers Guild of America, which lasted 99 days. As a refresher, these writers and actors are on strike protesting a number of things. One of the main things, the use of their voice, image, and likeness without their consent. In other words, the voice and image of an actor with the help of AI, long after they've passed away, still being used in sorts of works that only profits the executives releasing the movie and not the actual people. In addition to better wage, better wages, more money for residuals, and better benefits in addition to other demands made in the movie studios, actors and writers are out of work. Or are they? Although most television shows have been halted, there is one particular show that continues to have new episodes that are shot and produced weekly, HBO's Hard Knocks. It took me all this time to figure out where this was going. Yeah, I usually got to I got to keep you in a little bit. That's good. You know, I got to you know, got tease you a little where bit. Where is it going? Where the hell God, are we what going? does that have to do? I got with you. This? So yeah, even more good. to do. Great now, work so far. Thank all right, great segment. Great. Eight forty-five. <laughs> almost. Oh, there's more. Oh, there's more, baby. Now, Hard Knocks television show follows football team around. Yada 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 through training camp preseason gives us a look behind the line of scrimmage. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. No, he that was a, I was like, I need a reaction there. No, okay. Give him the right. cough, Eric. But, <laughs> but Hard Knocks is a very distinct uh, voice that is the narrator. Do I have to say it again in order for you to get the cough on at the right time? You're no, still no, looking no. for it? Okay. For, for uh, later. For Hard later. Knocks, a very distinct voice, is the narrator of that entire series. In, in fact, he's been the narrator throughout the entire show. It's the voice of God, according to Aaron Rodgers. Voice of God. Voice of God. Voice of God. Voice of God. Now, you may know the name, 
You may know the voice, but not the name. It's one Liev Schreiber. Today's practice ends with the offense celebrating and the defense doing push-ups. That guy's just Man, so good. He's awesome so voice. good at it. Yep. Isn't he so good at it? Actually arrived on the set of Hard Knocks via a helicopter the first time in the years of narrating the show. Full disclosure. I wanted to drive, but the producers thought a helicopter might be more dramatic. He should have ironed my shirt. <laughs> it's just automatic. <laughs> Which also is true. He should have ironed his shirt. He should have. Yeah, he definitely pointed it out. But also, he's... I'll point out, voice of God is like also a term if folks have ever done stuff around Correct. theater or production. It's just that voice that isn't part of the script, right? It's not a character. So this voice comes in and they'll say, okay, voice of God says, please welcome Eric Bilstead. Yeah. Right. right. So to bring it back to the original point with the writer strike, is Liev Schreiber crossing the picket line here? Yes. I mean, he's getting paid. He's an actor. He's an actor. They're writing stuff for voiceovers. So how do these things coordinate? For years, he's been doing this, making a popular role. Is he on strike? Is he really telling F you to the writers? <laughs> and I did some digging and with some assistance from a WTMJ teammate who is actually a member of the SAG-AFTRA group. <laughs> yeah, did you get that? That's one Brian... Brian Noonan yep, yep. is a member of that group. So Sandy. And, and so that's who actually who I texted first, and then she brought me to Brian. Turns out, Liev is clear. You can do voiceover work for documentaries. It falls under this purview of live entertainment agreements, which is this umbrella of reality shows. It doesn't end there. People can do radio voiceovers. They can do segments. They can get paid. So if there's an actor looking to get paid, I got voiceover work that you could do. I love my big voice guy. I'm not getting rid of him. However, if you want Morgan Freeman doing, this is Wisconsin's Morning News, or Leah Schreiber. I mean, think about the possibilities here. (laughs) This is not a violation of the actor strike, which I kind of totally thought it would be. But there are a bunch of stipulations. Like, you can do social media posts, and you can get paid for that. That's cool to do as an actor. You can do commercials. You can do, like... Uh, cameos, like if you make a cameo, you're you're getting paid for it. There's still work out there somebody. for actors. Yes, get Ooh. to work, Greg. They're looking. What's the budget look like, that's, guys? <laughs> that's something to ask. Morgan Freeman. This is Wisconsin's morning news. <laughs> Eric Bilstead. That's your Morgan Freeman. That was bad. Now do Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> that's morning news. Get up early. Six Go o'clock a.m. Six o'clock. Seven o'clock. Eight o'clock. Nine o'clock. Now Sean Connery. <laughs> Well, I tell you, we should be listening to the news here on 620 <laughs> WTMJ on the AM radio. I'm just saying, the gig is out there. Now Meryl Streep. <laughs> out. <laughs> you can't do Meryl? Come on. No, I don't have a Meryl Streep. Does that surprise you? You're workshopping it. It's Fan- fine. That's fantastic, though. That, 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 I've been wondering it for weeks. Uh, is this too. crossing the picking line? Apparently it's not. There are actually plenty of jobs to be out there. So God did not cross the picket line. Not yet, anyway. 849 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ Forecast is sponsored by Dave Dre Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Cool today. What did I do with my forecast? It's over there. Why did I do that? It's going to get hot. (laughs) Mostly sunny and hazy skies today. High of 76. Few clouds. Low down to 62 tonight. Then warm and sunny on Saturday. Saturday's high 85. And then for Sunday. Nice job with the air conditioning, whoever. Sunny, sunny, hot, and humid with a high of 90 degrees. Steve, are you going to Lambeau Field on Saturday? Next two Saturdays, yeah. You're going to the game? Mm -hmm. The preseason game. Sandy, are you going? 
I am not. But if I did, I would find Vince and go to his booth. You were listening. I am. Oh, you're working the game? Where are you you at? We're not allowed to publicly disclose because they don't want various fundraising operations to turn it into a circus. Uh, Come come support us and not these guys. Because everyone would see Vitrano. That's what I'm saying, because there'd be a line of Vince's booth. How's your leg? How's your leg, Vince? My wife's had it with that, by the way, too. <laughs> we had high school football in Greendale yesterday. We kicked off the season, and it's parents' night already for my cheerleader daughter, so we're there and you know, all night. Hey, how's the leg feeling? How's it good? I could, I could feel the eye roll now for my wife. He's fine. <laughs> if there's a turkey no, leg booth feel at Lambeau, her. that's the booth oh, that you should work. Yes. We're it's not. We're at a, you know, Brats and... Brats and beer stand. Well, if you're, unless you're in a club section, I'm not going to see you. So, <laughs> so a couple of things. Those Brandon Snyder. <laughs> he drops that. Look at club him. section. That's I heard funny. that. So what, what concourse is that off of the club section? Do you know? Because the third floor concourse at Lambeau now has new signs, has new LED video screens to convey information. Oh, yeah. They've tricked out all the areas. We're, we start at level four. So we're at, oh, we're at okay. four. But um, we, I go through the, um, what's the big atrium area? The... Uh, What's it called? Atrium? The Atrium. Yeah, exactly. So that's where I go up to. Okay. My, yeah, I see. Big escalator. So they have giant new video screens now that you can see from outside even more than before, says yeah. Brandon. Uh-huh. They have this eye-popping third-floor concourse now that they just redid. Yeah. They're really proud of their video screens, aren't <laughs> yeah. they? Yeah. It says here they have bolder, eye-pleasing green and gold color schemes. Eye-pleasing. Mm. Okay. All while retaining the industrial factory theme put in place when Lambo was first renovated. You know, I wasn't going to bother going to a Packer game <laughs> yeah. this year, but now I will. It's so more eye-pleasing. More <laughs> pleasing so to the eyes. The team is I please. And by the way, so we concourse were t- video. We were screens. talking about this uh, earlier that there's, there was like a bunch of fights yesterday at, at, at practice. practice. Yeah, like seven by ten a.m. or something. There were seven skirmishes. They're having one of these joint practices with the Patriots, and so these guys are going against different color jerseys here, and, yeah, and they got a little fight. slappy. So I got us talking. Like, think of a different. Is there any other? Eric asked a great question. Like, could we fight? And just be sent home for the day and then come back the next yeah, day. Like, right. what other industry do you, are you allowed <laughs> Who's to Who's taking a swing first? Yeah. Who do you go after? Oh, I have some names. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> you see me back away a little bit? I'm back away. Dude wants to hit me. I just heard it. Eric got sent home. He choked Steve today. <laughs> <laughs> he crawled over the desk and just locked him up. It is kind of a weird thing. Like, why don't you just grow up and play football? What are you doing? Nah, you just get amped up. Vince? I was going to say, are they just encouraging that adrenaline and just kind of getting in game face? And, well, yeah. they, they tossed them out, though, didn't they? They're a not, couple of them, yeah. yeah they, they were pretty strict on them. And Vitrano seems to think it. it's a good thing. I, if, I, if my team of people that were reporting to me were fighting, I would not be happy about that. No, I think coaches, I think they want to see guys aggressive. I think they want to see guys who aren't afraid to scrap a little bit. When you get to the point, as LaFleur indicated, where you're throwing punches, that's stupid. What about at the bank? If you're a manager of a bank and you're, your group <laughs> of employees are scrapping. Ah, Johnson! <laughs> well, I mean, there's a famous example, Anchorman. Well, yeah. <laughs> you don't you go any farther See? than that. We saw what yeah. happened. That escalated quickly. Yes. <laughs> and then you've got an administrative assistant going, be aggressive, be, be aggressive. <laughs> People are cheering. Wow. That would be awesome. <laughs> Get him, Eric. I wish we had cheerleaders. <laughs> right. Get him, Eric. Pancake comes in from the back, piles on. Oh, Pulling people off. Pancake would have my back in a heartbeat. Absolutely. He would totally support me. I'd be the one filling up a cup of cold water, throwing it on you. Break it up. Break it up. (laughs) She would leave in disgust. This is where I work. (laughs) It's graffiti. I I want, yeah, I would want Chewy on my side. Just. Going across station. Uh, Chimura, yeah, yeah, he's a big dude. He's going to basically clear the path. Right? Yeah. Chewy, who else is a scrapper in this group? 
I'd take Brust. Matzik? Ben Brust? Did I see he was bleeding out in a restaurant or something? Yes. Did you see this? Oh my story? gosh. Yeah, you want to take the guy in a fight who tripped on a buffet tablecloth? And cut himself, right? right? <laughs> good he? luck. Yeah, sliced his hand. Sliced yeah. his wrist real good. I saw the pictures. Oh. Yeah, yeah. What do you do in that situation? If you see someone bleeding in a restaurant, do you eat? Do you, or do you go home? Well, where are they bleeding? Uh, it was, oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. Like, that's the qualifier. Like, all over your food? What are well, you talking right. about? If they're, what, what? Well, if they're so bleeding in the mac and cheese at the buffet, Ew. no, I'm out, thanks. But. If okay, because wasn't there a story once where someone unfortunately like passed away in the restaurant, and then the restaurant got in trouble because everyone kept eating? Yeah, they didn't like. Yeah, they didn't, like, no close one the responded. Place down. No well, one no, helped. No, so after an elderly woman, I think, had died then, in the so bathroom. So imagine being in the restaurant, standing, and you're eating your eggs, and all of a sudden you see a, a body getting rolled out a on gurney. a gurney. Oh. Would you be upset that the manager didn't tell you that someone was dead in the bathroom? I had a real life situation. <laughs> I'm just That's, I know. I don't know how I feel. Can Is I it ask the first what, date? I don't know. <laughs> can I ask what she ordered? <laughs> wow. I'll not have what she had. At the state fair, this dude took a tumble in the Wisconsin Products Pavilion, <gasps> bleeding excessively. I mean, I'm half through my cheese sandwich. I had to put it down. There's, a, there's blood on the floor. I believe it. Right next to me. And there's like a hundred rescue squad people like within two minutes. And thanks again to all the first responders. My goodness, Good they were Lord. there fast. Unbelievable how fast. The guy, you know, the head is a, is, can make a mess quick. Oh, your the capillaries. Blood coming out of this guy. <laughs> all right, should we, uh, should we be done here, Eric? I'll leave it to you guys. I hate Boston. <laughs>